the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome to this very special edition of Come Together San Diego. Kaz Taylor here, and you will be amazed with the guests that I have for you on this entire two-hour broadcast. Well, I guess you know how important uh, are the Hebrew tr- feasts, feasts and festivals are in, in Scripture, and uh, you know my heart cry is to spend time talking about those things, the feasts and festivals and uh, the months and years. All this stuff is coded with God's revelation <laughs> for us to understand the future by understanding his times of the past, his uh, months of the past, his uh, his uh, long-held feasts and festivals. These are all burgeoning with truths. So when I discovered my first hour's guest, uh, and uh, you'll be amazed at her as well, Christine Vallis, and she's from the East Coast, and of course we're broadcasting live from the West Coast, so the the coasts meet and uh, we hope there's a meeting of the minds and hearts as well as we broadcast this first hour. I want you to meet Christine Vallis. She is a lady who is one of the most remarkable Bible teachers. I didn't know anything about her until we communicated maybe a month or so ago. And when I realized the stuff she did, and it, was, it really it's exactly where my heart is on things. She, she does things that they're dealing with his appointed times, and she's tying in the Hebrew Gregorian calendars and journaling a remarkable a book and uh, uh, a chalkboard prophet, basically. So, Christine, <laughs> you you are there. I know you're there because I just talked to you off the air. How are you doing? I am here. Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You know, my friend, uh, I'm going to let uh, Christine jump into things, but I just let me give you a scripture right. to start things off. In Proverbs 25, too, some of you will know this scripture. It talks about, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing and the honor of kings, that's you and I, we're kings and priests. Oh. <laughs> it's the honor of us to find out the matter. So God has embedded truths mm-hmm. within his scripture, within his months, within his festivals. And all you have to do is kind of mm-hmm. dig through scripture. And all of a sudden the revelation will come and the scales will start to fall from your eyes. Christine, mm-hmm. it's really good to have you. And I've been excited to interview you, but more than interview you, yeah. just kind of let you go and tell us a little bit about wow. not only you, but uh, mm-hmm. some of the things that are stirring your heart. So give us the the brief elevator speech about you, and then let's dig into the real cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, And I love that verse that you started out with, um, you know, because it is the glory of God to conceal a thing and the honor of kings to search it out. And so, you know, we see that all over scripture, search it out, search it out. And um, he is just a treasure and more than we know, right? And... um, So a little bit about me. Yeah, I have been a worship leader 
for many years, and um, I was uh, teaching guitar lessons and training up um, women in music and worship, and it wasn't until about, I would say, six years ago where I started to get some exposure of God's calendar. And um, at the time, I was interested, but I didn't really have that much time to study it, per se, because I was doing other things. But um, when God uh, took me out of the season of teaching guitar and leading worship uh, like consistently, then I, I really had time to really dive in to God's uh, calendar. And um, as I was um, diving in, the Lord gave me an assignment. <laughs> so, um, And the assignment was to uh, teach other people about this, really, because I had no idea God had a calendar. I had no idea. And um, as I was learning about it, kind of casually, I would tell people, and they would say, well, where are you getting this? You know, And I'm like, well, it's it's right there in the Bible, and we've I just been kind of reading over it, right? Yes. It's, it's um, just it was, below the surface, yeah. my friends, isn't it? Yes, yes. So, um, you know, I mean, how many times have you read? Like, it was the fifth month of you know, or the third day of the fifth month, and you just automatically think of you know the Gregorian calendar. But God had this calendar established, and um, He's uncovering it. So as I was studying His calendar. And all the prophetic, like everything that's embedded month by month, I was like watching my life with his calendar. And I didn't even have to try to make my life um, kind of correspond with what was going on. It was just automatically um, meshing together with his with his calendar. Well, when you say that, like, let me let me intercede yeah. here, and so the people can understand yeah. the, the thing, the Please. elements that mm-hmm. happened on ca- specific calendar days and time frames mm-hmm. seem to be cyclical, so that his entire body uh, experiences those, even beyond his body, the whole world experiences these things. Yeah. You know, we think about the summer, spring, uh, fall, winter, all these different things, and and you know, sometimes are a little bit more depressive than the others, and things like that. We go, oh, we mm-hmm. uh, we uh, correlate our emotions by the months Mm. of the year, but when we step back and look at God's plans, he actually not only calibrates our emotions, but his plans. So when you get get this, it it takes the pressure off, what's he going to do next? Mm. Well, this is the season Mm -hmm. for this, and all of a sudden you begin Mm -hmm. seeing those things come to pass. I can't wait for you to Mm -hmm. dig into the the ending of this month and the beginning of the next because you have some depth I know by I've looked at your book. <laughs> mm, mm, so, so yeah, so, yeah. So you you the, the the scales fell from the eyes, and you have yes, been a very yes. prolific teacher on the, not only festivals but also the months mm. of the year. And uh, yeah. so, so tell us a little bit about that, and we're going to dive into where we are not only okay. in this month but the transition from this month into one of the other great months coming soon. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah, Christine. Yes. Well, um, you know, as I've I was seeing this unfolding, you know, with God's prophetic calendar. I think a lot of people know about the feasts, right? Passover. Feasts and, and festivals, yes. And yeah, right? And Hanukkah and all these things, but, um, but not specifically every month. And so what I discovered is that I think in general, we all say, oh, I'm in a season of this or I'm in a season of that. But the Lord is a good shepherd more than we know, you know, and I'm like, wow, Lord, I didn't really know how specific you were, because every month 
you want to encourage us and um, give us a kind of like a heads up, you know, before we start every month and to encourage us as we go through, because we really are uh, his army, you know, and so he's ordering um, the tribes as we follow his calendar. And I'm telling you, you will just his calendar will just unfold in real time in your life once you just start connecting with it. Yes. And like you said, it's already happening. It's already, you know? exactly. Just, and, yeah, it's like it's like a, a soundtrack or a movie kind of playing behind, and all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I can <laughs> enter into this, you know? Yes. So One of the things awesome. that I've discovered, and, Christine, yeah. and that is you can not only enter into it, but you can enter into it with mm-hmm. greater wisdom when you understand mm. the seasons in advance and know that they're coming. You can be prepared for yes. them. And not only that, but you yes. can be prepared for what God's plans are, not only for you, but for his church. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable roadmap, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's been, you know, it's it's right there, you know, and I and I think that what God is doing is because it says in Acts that he is he will restore all things, you know, and that includes his timepiece that has been covered over. And so these are like, to me, um, what the Lord is showing me, like elementary things that everybody knew, you know, everybody knew about the months back then, just like we know about our calendar. We know about Thanksgiving is in November. We know about, you know, uh, Christmas and December, you know, it's like common knowledge. Yes, and and in the East Coast, for example, you're on the East Coast, you know that there's a time for the snow to melt. And there's a springtime yes. coming. So you know in your heart, yes. if you could just make it through this season, right. the snow is going to melt and it will be a wonderful mm-hmm. spring day sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> and, but and the, but that's a real illustration mm-hmm. for us on God's plans, mm-hmm. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he speaks to us in nature and he speak to, speaks to us through his prophetic timepiece. And it's all because he just wants us. He wants our hearts. So he is speaking to us every possible way he knows how to, through yes. nature, through through his word, through his timepiece, just to have the relationship yes. with us. That's, uh, what, that's the bottom line. My listening yeah. friend, we're talking with Christine mm-hmm. Vallis, and uh, she's remarkable. She's got a, a book out called His Appointed Times, mm-hmm. and it deals with the Hebrew and uh, Gregorian calendar and gives you the comparison between the two, the a lunar calendar and the solar calendar. Mm-hmm. But it, there's deeper truths in that. We're coming up for a commercial break here in about 30 seconds mm-hmm. or so, Christine. So let me... F- uh, encourage our listening yeah. friends stay tuned because we're, what we're going to do is we're going to dig into the month that we are in now and we're transcending transitioning into a brand new month and when you realize the truth in these months and you look at your life you go oh that's happening now in my life and it actually is tied to God's plans in his months and seasons mm-hmm. are you kidding so Christine mm-hmm. I'm going to set her loose in the next segment to talk about this you know we we in in, in uh, our world, we use what we call the Gregorian calendar, the solar calendar, to understand the seasons and times. But God uses a lunar calendar, and it's a Hebrew way of understanding God's time clock better and understanding his character and understanding his appointed times. So co-host Christine Vallis and I are going to share some insights on this in the next segment and for the entire hour. And you need to buckle up because you're going to hear some things in uh contexts that you have never heard them before. And guess what? They're buried right in the scripture and the Bible that hopefully you read every day. So Christine uh, Vallis and Kaz Taylor will be right back.
This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back and uh, shovel in hand, digging into the scripture to discover some deep secret truths about God's character and his plans for us, but they shouldn't be that uh, inaccessible because God gives us the tools and the ability to dig into his word. And you know what? We, if we want to be just passive Christians and we just get a verse for our day and we go on from there, that's okay. But there's so much more in this. And I, I have a, a guest whom you will love, uh, Christine Vallis, and she's got uh, a book called His Appointed Times. Uh, she actually compares the Gregorian calendar with the uh, Hebrew calendar, and she shows us the depths of the Hebrew calendar, which is a lunar calendar. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's remarkable. Christine, are you ready to kind of unleash yeah. a few things here? Um, let's talk a yeah. little, little bit about what's going on in this season. But do you mind if I give a scripture and then use that as, let you use that as a springboard to, to tell us where sure. we are? You know, one of the, my favorite scriptures, Christine, is in uh, Psalm 89. You know the, you know the, the um, regular, like the, the uh, King James Version, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound, they walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. I was discovered from my Bible teacher many years ago who loved the feast. He goes, look at this thing in the Amplified, and listen to this, my friend. Mm. It says, it, the Amplified, you know, takes the, the original Hebrew, and it kind of adds a few things in there to give you a fuller understanding of what the Scripture means. Listen to this. It says in Psalm eighty-nine, fifteen: blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied, are the people who know the joyful sound, the joyful sound symbolized by the feasts and festivals. They walk, O oh Lord, in the light of your countenance. In other words, if you can comprehend the joyful sound that comes from the Hebrew calendar about the feasts and festivals in different months, mm-hmm. uh, you, you're happy and to be envied. Uh, people are going to see that and they're going to go, how do they know these things? Well, you just go, <laughs> well, God showed me, but he can show you as well. So I love that scripture mm. in Psalm 89. And uh, Christine Vallis has uh, embedded herself into scripture, and she <laughs> teaches this, and she uses a format called the uh, chalkboard, and she uses colored chalk, and she uses this, mm-hmm. and she just in- identifies the different months. So uh, I'm going to just yeah. cut to the chase here and just say we're in an, an, an amazing month now, but we're going into another amazing month as well. So talk, talk, I'm going to move things around because Holy Spirit does that sometimes, Christine. I I gave her kind of a script, but I know she's a Holy Spirit driven (laughs) woman. So we're going to do this. Okay. Where are we in the the months right now, Christine? What does it mean to us? What can we learn from where we are in this month? And what can we anticipate as we move into the next month? Lay it on us. Okay. All right. So we are in a month that is called Adar, A-D-A-R. And it is actually the last month on God's spiritual calendar. And so if you're hearing this for the first time, you're like, what? Right? I mean, the names of the months are so new to us. Um, And again, now this is the last month on God's calendar. And at first you're thinking, well, how could it be the last month? We just started, you know, January wasn't that too long ago. (laughs) So, you know, so this is just like a whole... um, you know, renewing of the mind here. And um, that is actually why I started doing chalkboards, because this stuff 
as you're learning, each month is so new that I had um, a chalkboard hanging in my kitchen and I thought, I have to write these things down. I want to know what this, what time it is on God's calendar and I need it in front of my face so I know what the real time is, right? <laughs> and um, so it's really been helpful. I had no intention of ever sharing them with anyone <laughs> except just for my own self, but um, God had other plans. And um, so they're very kind of... Um, elementary in in design but i think they they um get the point across and um so in this month of adar um that word adar means strength right okay and so in the bible strength is associated with joy hmm. and so we get our strength in god's presence because in god's presence is fullness of joy yeah so in this last month in God's spiritual calendar, it's like the, you know, it's like the last uh, round, the last month. And the Lord wants us to finish the year strong, Ooh. but he doesn't want us to finish the year strong in our own strength. We have to get the strength from, from being in his presence. And it truly is, um, we, we, you will find that when you're in his presence, he gives you joy. And that joy is um, unspeakable that gives you strength and so that is the season we're in right now and actually we are in the last week of the last month of the year yes so this is like the final wrap or um, lap i should say if you were running around a track you got one more lap around and um you know by by friday night you'll cross the finish line yeah uh -huh. yes and um yeah so um so in this season, just to give an example of um, how, how God set up every month, there is a Hebrew letter attached to every month. And the Hebrew language is such that every letter has a picture and a number associated with it. So I'm telling you, he wants to speak to us in every way possible. So there's a Hebrew letter associated with a month and there is a tribe associated with every month. We know that there's 12 tribes, right? And there's 12 months. And so each tribe is hooked up with a month. So I'll explain that one. And then what about the constellations? You know, um, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. So there's a constellation for every month that um, the Lord wants to encourage us in. Yes, so and what, 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 those, let's take this yeah. juncture just for a second to say, this is yeah. not uh, a, astrology kind of a thing. This, is, no. this has been going on even before astrology and the, you know, the tree-hugging mm -hmm. things that are going on. Uh, this, this is actually right. a God thing, and of course, the New Age mm. people kind of picked up nuances of this, and they have carried it to uh, their own end. And it, while there may be some nuances of truth there, uh, the truth of the matter is God created the m months and the seasons for us to embrace and understand the deeper truths. So I know that you would want to mention that as well as we go, because it's, it's not a matter of us worshiping the stars and the star patterns, but it's to get mm -hmm. uh, lessons from those. Is it not, Christine? Yeah. I mean, how did they find Jesus? By the stars, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, gotcha. So, I mean, the Lord. Yeah, right. So, um, you know, of course, the enemy wants to pervert every good thing, you know, and, and just uh, pervert it all. But so so he wants to speak to us through those things. So so just as I can show you, the Hebrew letter associated with this last month of the year is called Kof. And um, it's a picture of the back of a head or of a cycle or of a circuit. 
or what is behind you. So that is such a picture of this month because it's like the last month of the year. Think of it as you're, you know, you're running on this track. You're almost finished with the cycle. And the scripture that the Lord just put in my heart for this is uh, out of Philippians, you know, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So in this month of Adar, the Lord is speaking to us, even through the Hebrew letter, and he's saying, just just you, see me in that letter and keep your eyes on the prize and run the race and run in my joy. It'll be your strength so you can finish. Yes, yes, yeah? yes. And, yeah, and now even the tribe, um, now, Someone, I, I've been studying the Bible for many years, but I, I really never really studied about the tribes. Yeah. And so what is so cool is when you study God's calendar, you learn so many things. You learn about the Hebrew letters and you learn about the tribes. So the tribe associated with this month is called Naphtali. And really, honestly, I never heard of it. I mean, maybe I did, but maybe I read over his name. You know, I, I, I didn't think there was really much to study, but um, so this tribe of Naphtali is associated with this month of Adar, and here's the cool thing. The blessing over the tribe of Naphtali was this, that Naphtali would be a doe let loose, and he gives beautiful words. Oh, my. Yeah? So this month is about leaping like a doe, like just, again, running the race, like set forth, set free, and um, and to be like uh, Heinstein in Psalm 18, it says, By you, Lord, I can run upon a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. He makes my feet like Heinstein, and he sets me upon the high places. So in this month, the Lord is calling us to leap out in faith and um, finish what he's called us to finish, um, uh, go where he's called us to go, and speak what he's called us to speak as it's hooked up with the tribe of Naphtali, because that second part of the blessing is he gives beautiful words. So the Lord, um, there's an anointing, a special anointing that the tribe has in this month that we can that we can kind of get under, yeah, as the Lord is calling us this month, and I've seen it in my own life, and you can maybe even reflect upon this past month that maybe the Lord is calling you to speak or to write or to say, confront people, um, but to do so with the words he's hidden in our heart. Yes, in yes, truth yes. And in love. Yeah. So, so my, my um, listening friend, we're so coming up yeah. to another break. And Christine, thank you. I'm going to be okay. uh, have you for the entire hour. My listening friend, can you believe yeah. this? We get Christine Vallis mm-hmm. for the entire hour. And she's just beginning <laughs> to unwrap the package. But let me tell you something, mm-hmm. my friend. And Christine will carry this in greater detail in the next segment and the following segment thereafter. But if you, if you feel like you're a little bit overwhelmed or lost in things like this, you don't really have to feel that way. Yeah, actually, let me, let me direct you to uh, the book of uh, Genesis chapter 49. You know, we talk about the 12 tribes and things like that. The 12 tribes uh, of Israel are uh, illustrated or identified back in Genesis 49 when you understand um, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and how Jacob blessed his mm-hmm. Sons and each son is identified as a as the le- leader head of a particular tribe, which uh, uh, progressed as uh, they moved into and towards the promised land and thereafter. And so, if you want to get a little sense of these different uh, members of the family, if you will, 
uh, of Jacob. They are identified in Genesis 49, and you will see there one of the 12 tribes that, that uh, Christine talked about is Naphtali or Naphtali as a hind or a jo- mm-hmm. doe set free. So if you want to actually sneak in there and read the Genesis 49 uh, description of the different tribes, then you'll get a kind of a foot up, leg up on what God's doing in the months as well. Isn't that right, Christine? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready right. to join us for the next uh, <clears throat> segment? We're going to talk a little bit in greater detail mm-hmm. about that, but also not only this month of Adar, but also the transitional mm-hmm. time into a month that is, from a Christian perspective, one of the most remarkable months you can imagine. My friend Christine mm-hmm. uh, Vallis and Kaz, we're going to be talking more about this in great detail. So actually listen with a pen in hand so you can take notes because there's some great revelation coming in the next segment and beyond as Christine and Kaz will come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Signs from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And I am back with my co-host, Christine Vallis, and uh, she's got a book. She is the author of His Appointed <laughs> Times and uh, deals with the Hebrew and the Gregorian t- calendars, and she journals in the book. You need to find out more about this book. We're talking about the months of the year and how they are signposts for us, and we're going to dig more deeply into that. But I want to give Christine just a chance to tell a little bit about her book and tell people how they can find out more about it and maybe even get one. So, Christine, (laughs) why don't you lay it on us? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So what it is is, um, you know, uh, it's a calendar and journal, right? So the thing is, we're le- you can learn all about the months, but you, you need to know what time it is, too. So inside this book is the Hebrew calendar on top of our Gregorian calendar. So you can say today is, you know, March 30th, but on God's calendar, it is um, the 23rd day of second Adar. So so it's practical. It's right there. You can um, plan. You can look at things, how they fall on God's calendar. And then I have a narrative that talks about every month and chalkboards uh, illustrate <laughs> I, every month. She does. Yeah. So how and, do we get uh, this? You can click, yeah, you can go right to my website. It's christinevallis.com, and that's V-A-L-E-S. Christine with a C-H, and you can find it right there. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Now, you're an East Coast or Midwest lady, aren't you? Where where, are, where do you live? I, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I currently live in the state of Georgia. You, mm-hmm. we, we you don't coast. even sound like a Georgian. Yeah. Come on. I know. Huh? Well, that's because I'm from New Jersey originally. Oh, New yes. Jersey. <laughs> but you don't even have it. Yeah. You know what you sound like? You sound like a, one of yeah. God's kids that's energetic oh, okay. and enthused about what God is doing, not only to you, but through you. <laughs> And you know what God has given you, how to, how to share that with other people. It just really expands mm. other people's uh, revelation about what God is doing. So let, let me gonna start with the scripture. I like to do this oftentimes. I'm going to use this to let you springboard into this because we want to talk 
<laughs> a little bit more, just to close out Adar, which we are doing literally yes. now, but also enter into mm-hmm. what we would call the month of Nissan. And we can have you talk a little bit more about that as we go. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend, when you discover what goes on in this Hebrew month, it'll blow your mind. It's been foretold way back when the, the God began instructing the children of Israel about the months. And the truths mm-hmm. are not only there, but they predict the future as well, and I'm going to let Christine talk about that, but I first want to take you to the book of Luke, and this is, you know, you, uh, we've talked a lot about the months and the seasons. We haven't used the word, the name Jesus much, but he is Im- embedded mm. throughout, throughout Scripture, and when as soon as you start digging into the months and the seasons, you see the, the life of and times of Jesus uh, clearly marked there, but they also predict not only his life in the you know in the gospels but they predict his life in in the soon coming age as well it blows your mind if you're wondering what's going going to happen in the soon coming age Im- embed yourself <laughs> in the months and the seasons and the festivals and you will get nuances of where god wants to take us isn't that right christine Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to start with the scripture here. Jesus is uh, pre- presenting us a, a light rebuke in Luke uh, twelve fifty six, and he says to the Pharisees, he goes, you guys understand the appearance of the earth and the sky, and you know when the different seasons are happening, but you don't understand or cannot comprehend the times in which we are living. And so that's exactly us right now. You know, we, we understand, you know, summer, winter, spring, and fall. We can understand the, the emotions that go with that. But God really wants us to understand the signs and the times in which we are living. And guess what he gives us for that? He gives us the months and the festivals. So uh, that's my springboard for you to jump into this, the approaching month right now, Christine. And uh, take the five or six minutes we have in this segment and lay it on us, would you? Sure. Yeah, I sure will. And I just want to piggyback that verse with um, another verse. <laughs> That'd be fun, right? Um, and it's it's an interesting verse. It's Daniel 7.25. And um, just talking about how um, it says here, how we got off of this calendar kind of explains it a little bit, you know, because Jesus is saying you can't interpret the times there in Luke 12. But it says in Daniel that um, talking about the enemy, he will speak out against the most high and wear down the saints of the highest one. And he will intend to make alterations in times and in law. And so that's talking about how the enemy is trying to change the law. And we see that pretty obviously. And I think your next guest is even going to be talking about Washington, D.C. and all that. (laughs) Um, But we we skip over the first part that the enemy is trying to make alter, um, alterations in time. So if the enemy can get us off his calendar, well, that that's really good because um, for him, that is, he wants to wear us down. Yeah. So when we're, uh, when God is restoring his calendar right now, he's restoring us to himself. And um, so getting back to now the month of Adar, I wanted to um, also just highlight, like we talked about, the constellation. And this month it's Pisces, and that is a picture of the two fish. And so in this month, the, the Lord is calling us to be like a fish and go down into the depths. Go down and search it out, even like as we talked earlier in the first segment, to go down into the depths of God's word where we will find our identity there in the hidden place. It's about the, the secret place and finding our identity there and hiding his word in our hearts. And, you know, we have to hide it in there 
because, you know, the world and everything wants to steal it from us. So we, we want to hide it in there. And then whatever is in our heart, you know, what's in the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Yes. So that's how we can speak forth beautiful words. So even in this month, the Lord is speaking to us through the constellations to find our identity in him. And it's even a picture of baptism in the Holy Spirit. Ooh, that's so good, just Christine. To have, yeah, yeah. So everything just points to Jesus. It's just pointing to him. He's encouraging us. He's spurring us on. And also a key thing in this month as we are uh, wrapping it up, the Lord wants us to celebrate certain endings in our life. And um, we don't do that often enough. And I found a verse in, um, let's see, where was it? It was in um, Ecclesiastes. And it talks about this very thing that the end of a matter is better than its beginning. It's Ecclesiastes 7, 8. In other words, finishing is better than starting, right? And so in this month of Adar, the Lord is saying, you know, celebrate these things that I am giving you strength and joy to finish. And to finish, but not to finish in haste or in pride, because the verse goes on to say, um, it says here, yes, patience is better than pride. So in this month, in this last week of the last uh, month of the spiritual year, the Lord is saying, run the race, run in my joy, run at my pace, even don't run in haste and, um, and celebrate those things that are ending in your life. Yeah. So um, this is also a month tied with joy and laughter. And um, we find that in the book of Esther, which is, which is key also in this month. So, so if you have time this week, read through the book of Esther and that's, let the Lord speak to you through that book because it embodies the whole month. Yes. Of this month of Adar. And the, the yeah. time frame, if you, if you feel like people are coming against you, my friend, uh, this was a month where Haman in, in, in the Old Testament was yes. against Esther and wanted to decimate the Jewish people. Look in the news. Look in the news right now what's going on. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that want to disregard or decimate uh, you know, anti- anybody say the word anti-Semitism is going on big time, not only in the United States, but in Israel as well and other nations as well. This is the time frame back in Adar when Esther uh, w- was given the charge for such a time as this to be in a position to impact the release of the Jewish people into freedom. My listening friend, God wants to release you into freedom, and this month of Adar speaks to that. Christine, we've got a commercial break here, but we've saved the best Mm -hmm. to last for the last segment. Ah. I I want you to talk a little bit about the upcoming month and the wonderful promises attached to this. And my friend, if you love Jesus, which the people that listen to the show do, you want to understand the Mm -hmm. truths that are embedded in this upcoming month because it tells you a lot about not only what happened to Jesus, but is happening to and through Jesus in these last days. It's going to blow your mind. And Christine Vallis uh, of uh, His Appointed Times and Kaz, guess what? We're going to be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. 
And we are indeed back. And I tell you what, the uh, hour goes very quickly when you're having fun. And boy, are we <laughs> having fun with uh, Christine Vallis. Christine, you're a remarkable lady, and the depth of understanding yeah. is an inspiration. And my, my listening friend, we're, 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 we're digging into Scripture, and I wanted to save the, this upcoming month for uh, Christine to share with us last because this is the mind-boggling thing. And let me let me make a comment here because if I were listening to the show, I'd go, boy, they're talking an awful lot about things like Pisces and uh, a, mm-hmm. a deer set free and all these different things. Uh, and I want you to understand, Christine, uh, I think that the... One of the scriptures you used in the last segment was in Daniel. It talks about the enemy wants to take our attention away from the real things and change the seasons and change the nuance of things. Sometimes if we, you know, we, we learn as Christians, we don't want to delve in, you know, what's your, what's your sign? I'm a Libra, I'm a, a Pisces and these kinds of things. We're not interested in, in that. We're interested in the truths right. that God has embedded there. So we're not talking about New Age stuff when we talk about these things. We're not talking about astrology and things like that. We are talking about the truths that God has embedded in his calendars, in the sun, the moon, the stars, in the earth. All these things are, you know, Jesus talked in parables. He talked in parables and he used the earth and the seasons frequently in his parable discussions and uh, because they have truths there. And the enemy, the, the Satan, would like to have us uh, be afraid to, to talk about these things when in real life these things are truths that if we can understand God's nuances within them, we can live our life better. And so, Christine, I, I know that this is one of your favorite months upcoming. It's called Nis- Nissan. And why don't you spend mm-hmm. the next 10 minutes or so that we have in this show talking a little bit about that, and uh, then our hour's up. <laughs> wow, so that was fast. I know it is. So, Christine Ballas, <laughs> yeah. would, would you be so kind? Uh-huh. Yes, sir, absolutely. Yeah, so this new month is going to be starting uh, Friday night, um, and it is called the month of Nissan. Or Nissan. And um, here's the the scripture that you want to look at it's Exodus chapter 12 verse 2 1 and 2 actually and I'll just read it and it says now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt this month it's referring to the month of Nisan shall be the beginning of months for you it is to be the first month of the year to you so Happy New Year, in other words. Uh-huh. <laughs> Surprise. In case you didn't know it, it's a new year. And um, so here's something interesting. You say, wow, a new year now? And But I was thinking about it. If you were just kind of dropped on the earth and you had to guess when the new year would be, we would probably guess it would be this time of year, in the spring, because everything is new, right? Yes. Flowers are popping up, everything. We probably wouldn't say January, you know, because everything is, <laughs> you know, cold, right? So so even in nature, the Lord is showing that this is truly the the new spiritual year. And um, this month of Nisan is a month of firsts. Um, we see it all through. You can just follow along in Exodus chapter 12 and 13, and how the Lord sets us up how to begin, like the best way to begin the new year. And the best way possible that we can begin the new year in God's eyes is to start the year redeemed. Oh, that's so good, yeah. Christine. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how does this yeah. work? We've got about seven or eight more minutes. So explain this to yeah. our listening friends so that they can. They're not going to. They're not going to uh, appreciate. Uh, you know the the resurrection Sunday like they will when they understand mm. God's plans and He's been preparing it for so long. Uh, Christine, lay it on us. Yeah. So here he, he lays it out all in Exodus twelve, and he says now. I'm going to appoint a time for, for your redemption, okay? And it, he gets, after he tells them that this is the first month, then he says, now, now take the first sacrifice. And it's the sacrifice of the lamb, the Passover lamb. And it just talks about that as the, as the chapter goes on. It's, it's, it teaches or it instructs us, instructs the Israelites there to take in a one-year-old lamb, unblemished, bring it into the house, right? Put it over the, um, keep it for four days and then slaughter it, take the blood, put it over the doorpost. And then when the angel of death would come through, death would literally pass over. God would see the blood over the doorpost and death would pass over the household. So that, that was the picture of Jesus, the Passover lamb, Ooh. right there. So starting out, the best way to start is to start redeemed. And that first sacrifice was the Passover lamb, which is a picture of Jesus. And this was the first feast of Passover that was established right there, the feast of Passover, right there in um, the verse, uh, that book of uh, Exodus twelve fourteen, And um, so, and again, now, um, God is saying, yeah, even look up in the sky, and I'm showing you, it's a constellation, Aries, it's a picture of a lamb. It's the Passover lamb. It's Jesus, <laughs> everywhere. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, so, so God has just embedded yeah. his truths in, in the months and also mm-hmm. the festivals and feasts. So, you know, in, yeah. in uh, um, mm-hmm. the scripture, I'm, I think in Jude it says, so we're, we are without excuse. It's, it's everywhere yes. in nature. It's right. So we've got a, a two yeah. or three minutes. I want you to use this two okay. or three minutes to really mm-hmm. encourage our listeners uh, to, to dig more deeply into Scripture and mm-hmm. be, be ready to discover what God, the nuances that God has there. And he has them there for each one of us to discover. So would you talk briefly about that as we have about three or four minutes, uh, Christine uh, Vallis? And um, so, uh, the time yeah. goes so quickly. <laughs> I know. So, so, <laughs> it does. so, so, give, so give it to us, and then mm-hmm. we want to end with how people mm-hmm. can find out more about your book. So, Christine okay, Ballas, sure. do it, won't you? Yes, yes. So, so in this month, um, the Lord is saying, you know, you're one of, the best way to start is to start redeemed, and that's receiving Jesus, you know. So if, if you've never done that, just as this picture was, take the lamb into, into the house. You know, the Lord is saying, take me into the house, into your heart, you know, receive me. And um, when you do that, um, the blood of Jesus not only covers, but takes away the sin of the whole world. So, so this is the season when that happened, you know. So the Lord every month is just calling us to himself, calling us to himself. And so here in this upcoming month of Nisan, the Lord is saying, you know, um, come receive the Passover lamb, Jesus. And, and let me do miracles in your life. Because when we receive him, the miracles begin. And this word Nisan actually means miracles. Mm. And as you, I want to encourage you to read through uh, Exodus 12. Okay, it's talking about the Exodus, the Passover, how God parted the Red Seas, 
All right. So that's the season we're moving into. And so as you read it, just pray through this because this, his prophetic calendar, that prophetic timepiece will, will just unfold in your life because the Lord wants to open up those red seas before mm-hmm. us. I like it. You know? So, yeah. So and, give, and, give, give um, us, I, I'm sorry to keep, cut you short. I don't mean to do that, okay. but I've got to deal with a clock yeah. here. Uh, and I, I want you to come, come back uh, <laughs> frequently to share more months with Thank us because you. you have some wonderful insights. Okay. So the name of mm. your book is His Appointed Times. It's dealing with yes. the Hebrew and Gregorian calendars. It's a journal. And you are mm-hmm. a, a chalkboard artist that, you, my friends, you will absolutely love it. I ask you to take a, a look at it. And where can they find this book, Christine Vallis? Yes, they can find it right on my website. It's christinevallis.com. Christine with C-H and Vallis, V-A-L-E-S. And it's right there. Very yeah. good. You'll be amazed. You're, yeah. Well, you will mm-hmm. be amazed, but God has given her so many things and truths there. And my friend, he doesn't want necessarily you necessarily just to hear it from other people. He wants you mm-hmm. digging in yourself. And there are some revelations that are left just for you to discover. It's going to blow your mind. Right. So, Christine, thank you so mm-hmm. much for joining me for this first hour. We uh, dug into the Word of God. And my listening friend, sorry about the Kaz pun, but uh, this is one of the most seasoned Bible teachers you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that, Christine. This, this just goofy kids. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, up next, my listening friend, we're going to actually uh, visit Washington, D.C. and our prayer uh, correspondent from there. There's a lot of things going on in this nation and uh, a lot of the things you can discover by uh, digging into what uh, Christine and I did, the, uh, the feasts and festivals and the months, but also you're going to see it show itself uh, in the place called Washington, D.C. A lot of things stirring back there. Christine, thanks for joining me. And my listening friend, uh, I'm going to be back with our Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent in the next 30 minutes of the show. She's going to talk about the things that are going on in Washington, D.C. and how we can pray, but also how our prayers have impacted that that, uh, D.C., the District of Columbia. So you will be pleased and you'll also be empowered. So, uh, Christine, thanks for joining me. And my listening friend, thank you for joining me for the next segment. You will be blown away again. Christine, thanks. And we'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. And, my friends, I am back, and say this together with me, will you? It's over. It's over over. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. If you uh, have uh, your eyes on the politics and what's going on in government in the United States of America, I'm talking about the Mueller report. And <laughs> I, You know what? I, I, I kind of do dig into news because I pay co- close attention to what God's doing in America and in other nations as well. And 
uh, I'm realizing sometimes you don't get a true picture about what the news says about what's going on, but I have somebody on the phone with me who's our Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent, and uh, her name is Summer Ingram, and she is really close to what's the heartbeat of what's going on in this nation in Washington, D.C. She's a prayer warrior. She's tied to other prayer uh, activities throughout Washington, D.C., and uh, I always call on her when there's... Um, it, you know, life-changing things going on in Washington, D.C. So, Summer, I'm glad to have you with us. Summer Ingram. Thanks, Kaz. Always a pleasure. <laughs> yes. And, you know, kind of, I, I watch the news and I kind of parcel out what, what I think is true and what I think is fake news. But I always like to go to you because you're kind of grassroots there on what's going on in, in Washington, D.C., because you see it from a prayer perspective and a spiritual perspective. So kind of give an overview of the temperature uh, spiritually speaking, that's going on in Washington, D.C., and maybe one of those things that has spiked the temperature in some corners is the uh, release of the Mueller report. Talk a little bit about that, and then I have so many other questions to ask you, and you have so many other insights to share. Summer Ingram, lay it on us. Well, sure. As you know, it's nev- there's never a dull moment here in D.C., but um, after two years and around $30 million, and the president has been vindicated, um, there's been mixed emotions on both sides of the aisle about the investi- investigation from the start. But the bottom line is the American people did have a right to know if there was any collusion, and now we know that there wasn't. Um, Attorney General Barr is due to release the redacted report, which was originally 400 pages to Congress uh, mid-April or sooner. And Kazuf, my next comments I just want to emphasize are not meant to be political or partisan, but I do think any time there is real concern about the behavior of an elected official of either party, there should be an investigation and justice served where needed. And I just want to remind your listeners that when all of this started, the FBI was working on two investigations side by side, President Trump and the potential collusion with the Russians, and then also those concerned with the Hillary Clinton uh, emails, handling specifically how she was handling classified uh, information. So um, as many say, there is real cause for concern also with the Clinton campaign or the organizations there in that they actually potentially colluded with the Russians. As you know, there's been um, she, there was some she exhibited gross negligence with classified information. They paid for um, it's been proven they paid for the dossier. They used Russian sources to try to get information on Donald Trump. They did sell a portion of the U.S. stockpile of uranium and found and and the foundation actually received 140. Her foundation, Clinton Foundation, actually received 148 million from a Russian company. And then um, Bill Clinton also gave a speech in Moscow and, and got a half a million dollars. So oh there's my. some real, again, some real evidence there. And my, my point is here that it's important that there's the same level of scrutiny in both, um, in, in both parties. So, so I'm hoping to see what we're praying here is that we will see um, justice served, again, on both sides, both sides of the aisle. Luke eight seventeen for nothing is hidden. They will not become evident or anything secret that will not become known. So that's been our prayer here and around the nation. And you all are praying similar things, that anything that should be exposed would be exposed and that justice would be served. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you're, uh, every time I see or hear of your activities, you're right in the thick of different things, different gatherings and things like that. And not only that, but different <laughs> prayer functions. I know that there are a lot of uh, people in Congress, uh, in the government, uh, in different the different phases of government from the 
you know, administrative, the executive branch, and, and through the congressional side and the judicial side as well in Washington, D.C., that are prayer warriors. So what can you tell us about Absolutely. the undergirdings of prayer right in the thick of these turbulent times, Summer Ingram? Well, it's it's incredible to see actually all the prayer that's happening. Of course, there's members of Congress praying. You know, I'm here, uh, I'm here on my own time, but I do work for an organization that works alongside members of Congress who pray in the in the Capitol every week before session starts. They have Bible studies, they have prayer walks in the Capitol. I mean, they're very uh, genuine men and women of God who are actively praying for the government, praying for the leaders, praying for the nation. Um, but there's also a number of other ministries and organizations that have a presence in D.C. Um, there's prayer in the White House. There's Bible studies in the White House and the State Department. And there's really a lot of very strategically placed people in positions of government who are prayer warriors, but then also um, access for people to be praying in these various agencies and, um, and, and government buildings as well. So. Yes. It's really, people would be so encouraged if they, if they met some of these leaders and or were able to participate in some of these gatherings, because it really is uh, inc- it's, it's incredible to see yes. the level of prayer that's going on right here in the <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago. His name was Craig Huey, and he, he wrote a book called Deep State. Yes. He's, a, he's a believer. You probably know, know him or know of him. And, 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 and here's yes. the thing that we discussed, one of the things that we discussed, and that is when you talk about the deep state, it's hard for we Christians to get a handle on that because how do you how do you deal with that and I, I said what do you think about God having embedded different people in in government that not only are deep state people but there are prayer people maybe to the left and to the right yeah. of the person who's a deep state person so I uh, want to speak a little right. bit about that how God <laughs> God is embedding believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in uh, areas of influence that can really impact things by their prayer in the right place at the right time I know that you're friends with many of those and you can't really disclose that specifically but talk a little bit on a general terms about that so we believers say you know God God's really in the thick of this really though we don't see it in the news Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. There are people strategically placed in you know, the highest levels in all uh, in the executive branch, legislative branch, judicial branch, the agencies, the Pentagon. I mean, across the board, it is incredible to see the number of people that are uh, that are in position that just could not be more fit for the job spiritually and uh, you know, formally. So. It is. It's again. I can't. Like you said, I can't go into too much detail. But there really, it, there really is. Uh, God has His people on, in in position, uh, and and that's something to remember to pray for. Pray for those individuals that are in those positions because they are facing a lot of pressure on many levels. Um, but but again, continue to pray for the Lord to raise up the righteous to remove those um, that you know undermine, if you will, His plans and purposes. And blessing them and in in that, but uh, again, just continuing to bless also those who are in position currently. That's so good. Summer Ingram is our Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent, and I I ask her to come on periodically so she can give us an update on what's going in this sometimes cesspool. It's called Washington, D.C., but it's also a a turf where God can have show himself mightily, and that's what's happening, I believe, in many, many ways from the prayer of vigilant, diligent uh, men and women in Washington, D.C. Summer, stay with me for the next segment, will you, as well, because I want to dig more deeply into what God is doing from a prayer component in our uh, 
Washington, D.C. area where, uh, you know, where government is seated. And uh, we're going to talk more about this. And my listening friend, I I can promise you that you're going to be reassured that God really is in control. And he's got people (laughs) embedded in different areas in Washington, D.C. to impact the outcome of this nation, to make it a Judeo-Christian nation as originally intended in the Constitution. So, Summer, would you stay with me for another segment at least? Absolutely. Happy to. Okay. My listening friend, Summer Ingram in Washington, D.C., and Kaz in mm -hmm, San Diego, California. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And I am back with a good friend in Washington, D.C. We call her our super spy in Washington, D.C. because she's in the position where she's actually praying for, for God's ways to be accommodated and accomplished in Washington, D.C. And there's an entire uh, uh, network in Washington, D.C. Is there not Summer Ingram that actually is doing this kind of thing? I, I've observed absolutely. you for many years in in that environment. Yes, absolutely. There are many people here that are either, like I said, in government positions or ministries that are on the ground here that are praying continually. And then I have been absolutely amazed to see how God orchestrates people coming in from other nations and other states regularly to pray, to prayer walk, to do strategic prayer. So there is a lot of prayer happening in this city. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And one of the things that encourages me so much is to realize that there are believers. Actually, there are believers in politics. Yes, there are believers in Congress. Yes, there are believers in the executive branch. Yes, there are believers in the judicial branch. Yes, and there are believers in what we would call the deep state environment. There's believers embedded all over the place, and it's almost like God has his plan. Oh, wait a minute. He does. (laughs) Why don't you talk a little bit about what you are seeing God unfolding in the midst of all these contrary times. God is in the thick of things, and he's orchestrating things the way that he wants to. So, Summer Ingram, would you fill us in in this uh, this uh, segment? Sure. Well, I mean, there's, you know, there is a, a divided con- Congress, and we're continuing to pray for unity that they'll they'll find areas of uh, where they can agree on specific issues, but. Um, even in the midst of this time where we're seeing the battle over life across the nation, and I know we all watched the New York pass, New York State pass a bill, uh, and we all watched in horror as New York pa- uh, State passed a bill that allowed abortion up to the date of delivery, uh, and then of course the statements that the Virginia governor made shortly thereafter about uh, a baby that survives abortion. Well, Congress is currently debating a bill that would actually protect babies that are born that um, survive abortion. So we're seeing, again, God kind of work, you know, working through this. It did pass the Senate 53 to 44, believe it or not, 44 senators voted against protecting or saving or uh, allowing medical treatment for, for babies that are born uh, that survive abortion. Um, but it's now heading to the House. So, we're, you know, the, the goal now is to see individuals contact their, their representatives to encourage them to allow this bill 
to go to to vote and then for them to vote yes on this bill. There's a number of bills also that are um, Senator James Lankford and and Representative Steve Scalise sponsored a bill called the Free Speech Fairness Act, which is essentially repealing the Johnson Amendment. I think all your listeners are familiar with the Johnson Amendment. It's a part of the IRS code that essentially has effectively silenced pastors um, from speaking on political issues specifically because of a fear of being uh, reprimanded by the IRS. So there's a number of bills that are going forth at this time that would um, protect conscience, protect life, uh, protect babies that are born um, from a, a botched abortion, and then also, again, just continuing to see the efforts of members to um, promote our values as much as possible. There's, again, a, a, the, the key is for the American people to be praying and also to be using our voice to show up as much as possible. You know, come come to the Capitol, come and and speak. Um, and to, I know there's a lot of people from California that have come uh, often on important issues and just continue to encourage that behavior because it makes such a difference, yes. especially on these key issues that mean so much to each and every one of us. Uh, Summer, let me interject a question here because, you know, we're, we're seeing things from the news and we on the uh, West Coast are, are seeing what's going on on the East Coast and in Washington, D.C. We're, we're getting a kind of a, uh, an imperfect observation of things like that. Is it really true that so many different uh, senators and congressmen and uh, people in uh, the administrative government side that are that are just so uh anti-judeo-christian uh, in their their posture or is that just uh, you know is that just a political statement and in their real lives they don't have this anti-semitism or this this bias or is it really there and how are we going to uh how is god going to stir us to pray that out yeah, well, you know, interestingly enough, I, I believe the percentage this Congress is like 89% claim to be um, Protestant or Catholic. And so um, there is a faith base to most, to um, the majority of Congress, but they, um, I, 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 my understanding is that many of them are trying to honor what their constituents. I mean, that's that's what they're supposed to do, essentially, is be honoring the wishes of their constituents, which is, again, why it's so important for each and every one of us to make our voice heard, to direct these representatives to vote according to our values. Um, the majority of them have, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure they have, there's, there's work to be done on the biblical worldview on some, on some for sure. But um, they they actually do, for the most part, get along behind the scenes. Uh, there, and most of them, like I said, do have a faith. It's just a matter of them being directed by the people to vote uh, according to our values on these on these measures. So, uh, I, you know, there are a lot of statistics talking about how uh, many believers there are in the United States that proclaim uh, Judeo-Christian values. I mean, it's a, a remarkable number. So, h- how come those people that are of Judeo-Christian embrace? How, how can they not I- influence their Congress people? Are their Congress people just not paying attention, or do they have their own preconceived desires on what they want to to, to major on and what they want to ignore? Because I I know uh, from in on on the West Coast here in California, we have uh, deluged our, you know, our senator and our congressmen and women about godliness. And many times it seems like it's 
water off the duck's back. They're paying no attention to this. You want to speak to that uh, a little bit? We've got about uh, four four or five minutes left in this segment, and then I'm going to let you go back to your knee time because you're a vigilant prayer warrior. (laughs) And maybe even you have a social life as well. I don't know. (laughs) I'm teasing you, Summer. But but, uh, I I want you to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, this and how I I know that there's a lot of people that are storming the gates uh, for Judeo-Christian values. Are are Congress people and and politicians not paying attention? Or is there some bigger picture here? Or is there a spiritual picture here? What's your observation as a woman who spends a lot of time in prayer and with other prayer warriors? Yeah, I think there's a number of of reasons why we're seeing what we're what we're seeing. I believe that in the situation that you referred to in California, there are individuals who get into office and they are supposed to do what their constituents wish, but they they vote according to their own personal values or agenda. In those cases, I mean, prayer obviously is the end up continuing to apply apply pressure and then voting in in the next cycle is the way to address those issues. Um, As a whole, I think we, as the church, the big C has to get back to the word of God. And and again, realizing what the truth, what the word says about the world, about the issues that we're facing. And again, just re-immersing what it means to have a biblical worldview, because a lot of times we find that Christians are all over the page on issues that are very, very clear. Um, again, pastors can once again, uh, there's many pastors that are doing a great job, but I think uh, there could be more um, more boldness, if you will, and more more direct, uh, directly addressing some of the issues that they're calling political, even though they're just our issues. They're, they're social issues that, that we need to see as a nation, uh, our nation upholds. So life, marriage, I mean, these are some of the key issues that we're seeing politically, but these are biblical values. These are social issues as well that it's important that we know what the Bible says on these issues. And I think, unfortunately, there's been, um, you know, culture has driven and, and the, the liberal narrative has has convinced many even christians um that that we need that that the bible is, is not as absolute as it as it really is oh, so my, my, my. again i think it's just returning returning back to the basics as christians yeah well, you know we've got about a minute left in this segment then then i'm going to return you back to your other duties and but what i'd like you to do to close this segment i wonder if you would um, spend a little bit of time praying over uh, this nation and, and encourage we prayer warriors on uh, all over the United States how to pray for this. Because we we've maybe got a minute or so left, Summer, but uh, you're a broadcaster, so you know how to deal with this. But I invite you to give us some prayer focus and targets as uh, we release you uh, into your other callings. So would you lay it on us, Summer Ingram? Summer, by my friend, Summer Ingram is our prayer uh, Washington, D.C. correspondent, and uh, she's a, a brilliant lady who hears Holy Spirit, and she responds accordingly. So, Summer, would you uh, give us some insights and prayer here in the in the next 60 seconds or so? Sure. Well, Lord, we, we do come before you, Father, and we continue to say as your people that we want to be found faithful. Lord, we want to know truth. We want your word to be the plumb line of our lives and the plumb line of our nation. And Father, we just admit that we need your help in this, God, that you would you would inspire us to maintain 
a passion for your name, a passion for your word, a passion for truth, and a passion to stand for it, that it would be done in a way that represents you well. But, Lord, we know that you have called us to be culture changers, to be influencers. And, Father, we are asking for your Holy Spirit to indwell each one of us, to fill us with a fresh passion, again, for truth, for your, for, for uh, you as number one in our lives, but also, again, that your word would be what drives us and that it impacts everything that we do in our spheres of influence. Lord, we are continuing to pray for your church to rise up in love, but in truth, in order to help once again see this nation restored, see this nation healed, so that we can have a future of freedom, a future of freely being able to worship you. Lord, we are again are inviting you into every aspect of our lives, every aspect of who we are, so that we are found faithful to the end in Jesus' name. Very good. I'm going to give you one more task. We have a little bit more time, Summer, and that is you're a prayer warrior for sure, but I've known you long enough to know that you're also a major encourager. So would you change hats now from a prayer warrior hat to an encourager hat? And I want you to encourage our listeners that hope is definitely not lost. God has a plan and he's got people installed in different places throughout uh, government and uh, statewide government and local government and then federal government to impact this nation. And I want you to be an encourager that not only is not all hope lost, but there's a wonderful amount of hope. There's uh, many, many promises that are in the thick that God is working on and he's using his kids that's you and me, my listening friend, to do it. So would you spend another minute or so being the encourager as we close this segment? Absolutely. Well, I think uh, the key is to know that truly with God, all things are possible, that nothing is impossible. And we see throughout Scripture where it looked like there were impossible circumstances, but when God's people prayed, repented, prayed, turned to Him, sought Him for a strategy, He answered and He shifted and changed situations that looked absolutely dire. And that's where we are as a people. We have still the upper hand, meaning, you know, we have, we have, we always have hope with the Lord. It's just a matter of coming together, getting, praying, engaging on the issues, using our voice. You know, there's been that misapplication and misinterpretation of separation of church and state for so long that it's actually silenced and made the church irrelevant in a time when it is desperately needed. If we're not influencing who is, if we're not making our voice heard, who is, and I think we're seeing the result now for believing that that myth, again, or that misinterpretation. So it's a matter now of saying, okay, Yes, there's been, you know, we, we have some work to do, but it, it's it's going to take each and every one of us praying, seeking the Lord for what He's calling us to do in our sphere of influence and being faithful to do that. Find those in our communities as well that are like-minded and uh, truly anything is possible. I look at it as, you know, there was those that, uh, again, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative towards any people, but we realized that there was an agenda. The agenda that we're dealing with now started maybe 50 years ago. So in 50 years, they've accomplished, I mean, it's probably last 100 years, but really kind of a full court push press the last 50 or so years. So just it will take some time, but definitely it can be done. And there's absolutely nothing impossible. Very good. It's just a matter of 
taking the time and, and <laughs> Summer Ingram, thank you for being a prayer warrior and an encourager. My listening friend, we're going to have Summer back uh, periodically uh, to give us insights on what's going on in Washington, D.C. Not only is there hope in Washington, D.C., God is moving mightily. And look in the mirror. You're a, a big part of that. Summer Ingram, thank you for joining me on these uh, wonderful two segments. God bless you, and we will be in communication frequently. I appreciate you thank being you with can. us. It's a pleasure. My thank listening you. friend, I want you to be prepared for the next uh, half hour because this is another time that is going to be uh, remarkable. Uh, we're going to meet one of the great um, Messianic Bible teachers. She's been stirring up San Diego residents for uh, decades. I've observed her for many, many years, and I want to introduce her to you. She is an em- uh, a vigilant embracer of the Old and New Testament in ways that you you may not even uh, imagine. And we're going to spend some time with her. So stay with us because I will be right back with a remarkable guest for this last half hour. We'll be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Rob Stark, pastor of Lampladder Revival Center. There's a time and a season we're entering right now where the new wine is being released and we all get to drink of it. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And friends, I am back, but I am not alone, oh no. I want you to meet one of the most uh, faithful servants of the Lord. I've observed her for literally a decade or two. She's a remarkable gal. I've observed her ministry over many years. She's a Messianic Jew. And I'll tell you what, uh, she's as bold as a lion. I can tell you that I've uh, had a chance to hear her roar. (laughs) Her ministry involves music. It involves uh, solid teaching, uh, writing. Uh, She's into producing movies. She's into uh, music. I don't think there's anything I know of that she's not involved in one way or another. I want you to meet uh, Messianic Pastor Luz Goldhagen or Hagen. And I know you'll straighten me out because I know you. <laughs> Good to have you. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, the name of the ministry is Luz World Evangelism and Luz Messianic Music. Okay. Luz World Evangelism and Luz Messianic, Messianic Music. music. Very good. So why don't you spend a, f- uh, a few minutes telling us a little bit about the ministry because it's so multifaceted. So we have uh, recorded about six Messianic CDs with the 77 Psalms and promises from the Bible. We put the Word of God into music. We have given concerts, about uh, 17 concerts here in San Diego, and we teach the people how to dance with the Davidic dance, with the Psalms, <laughs> to praise the Holy One of Israel with the beautiful Psalms. We have also uh, produced a movie about the Lord with full of miracles that the Lord did in people's lives, real miracles, through uh, two divine uh, dreams and one divine vision. Now you're calling this movie uh, My Divine Divine Encounter Encounter with God. God. Yes. And this movie needs to be promoted all over the place because it's it's a faith builder. So when people watch this movie, their hearts can get full of faith so they can receive miracles from Almighty God. So it's a faith builder. And we also produce three books. Uh, uh, one is called Our Hebrew Roots, uh, where we teach the Hebrew roots of Christianity. We teach how to witness to the Jewish people, the Messiah. And we also produce uh, 
two more books, uh, one called My Divine Encounter with, with God, and from the book, we, we produced Created the movie. The movie so yes. we made a, a book and a movie with the same name, My Divine Encounter with God. It's a true story. And then uh, the, the books also have um, miracles, real miracles that happened to people during the period that I've been, I've been in the ministry for about 17 years. And so there's been a lot of miracles that happen. Every time somebody calls me and tells me that the Lord did this and that, so I just write it down put it into the, <laughs> and, and put it in the book. So I give these books to people, anybody, so they can get their hearts full of faith, so they can also receive miracles from my God. My, my job is to put the word into music, the word of God into music, the miracles of, of the Lord into books and give it to people so everybody can get full of faith to receive miracles from Almighty God because this is this is the time this is the time of restoration. This is the time that we need to be expecting to receive miracles from Almighty God. So yes. so I just want to briefly tell you how the Lord called me to be an evangelist. Yes, I'd love to hear that. In in five different countries preaching the, the message of salvation to the nations. And five different countries? Five different countries, oh yeah. That's why they that's why I speak four languages. Hebrew, Spanish, English, and, and Italian. And so the Lord appeared to me in, two, in between two crosses, and his eyes was bright like the sun, and I was almost blinded. Was and, this a, a vision this or, was dream. It, or, this or a, dream. a dream? This is the dream. This is the divine dream that the Lord called me, when the Lord called me to be an evangelist. And then I said, I love you, Lord, I love you, Lord. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, I need you. And then I said, yes, Lord, what do you want me to do? And immediately multitudes of people landed on my hands, and, and while they were walking towards the face of Jesus. And they were all people from different countries, different uh, costumes from different countries, people in authority, prime ministers, governors, presidents. And, and they were all walking on my hands as I was touching the face of Jesus. So immediately I, when I woke up from that divine dream, I, I was feeling in the presence of Almighty God yes. with the beautiful feeling, the, the fruit of the Spirit, peace, joy, uh, and, and goodness and self-control, all the fruit of the Spirit for one solid hour. So I went, my first, my first uh, mission trip was to, uh, to Italy, and I read the whole Bible in Italian, and I told them, I came from the United States to tell you that, that the Lord can give you this peace that passes all understanding, and they never heard the message of salvation in, in Italian, in their own language, so they uh-huh. were surprised. So every city I went to, and they received the Lord, and I gave them the little track. I always prepare a track and give it to them in the language in Italian, so a lot of people in, in Italy received the Lord. Then I went to Israel, and I said, Lord, give me something to give to your people. And the Lord gave me the message of salvation in Hebrew, even though I didn't speak Hebrew at that time. And then, so with that, I wrote in a piece of paper, and I went to Jerusalem, an area called Mea Shearim, where there are a lot of Jewish people live there, and they are totally against the against missionaries. And so they um, they stoned me as soon as they they heard the message. They threw three stones on my legs, and they hit me on my leg, and they decided to uh, to follow me for about an hour. That's sure, wonderful. That is absolutely to, wonderful. To make sure that I that I wouldn't talk to anybody else. You know, one of the things we we had to be. be Pay close attention to the and then to the clock about news. twelve people received the Lord in, in the, into their heart and salvation, eternal life. Twelve Muslim people, and then on the second my trip to Israel, about uh, fifty-two people received the Lord. The oh Lord my! You, you know, I want to. I, I want two dig, mission trips to Israel. That's remarkable. I mean, I, I would like to dig more deeply in the next segment because you've shared a little bit. You've wet our appetite. Now I'm going to invite you to tell a little bit more about not only what you're doing, but how you're doing it in the next segment. Because uh, with a woman with with, with a, a real passion as a Messianic Bible teacher and a woman with so many different languages, you have some insights that our listening friends need to hear about. So would you stay with me for the next segment and talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Okay. I'm with Liz. Uh, 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 yes. 
uh, Luz, and I, I help me with the pronunciation, Goldhagen. Yes, yes, yes. She's a remarkable lady. I've seen her around, and now I get a chance to interview her as well. So my listening friend, Luz and Kaz, guess what? We'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And I am back with a very special guest for this uh, segment. Her name is uh, uh, Pastor Luz Goldhagen. She's a Messianic Jewish lady who just really loves the scripture, but she also loves applying the scripture and encouraging a lot of people to come to a closer relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Luz, in the last segment, we began by talking about some of your, uh, we ended with talking about some of your mission trips. I know we want to conclude that, but I, I, we have to spend some time talking about your Hebrew roots and what that means and how you inspire others. So why don't you conclude the other portion about the mission trips and things, and we'll dive into the Hebrew roots. The, the other mission trips were to Colombia, South America. Yes. I asked, the, the, when I scheduled the event, I said, come expecting to receive the miracles from the God of Israel. And so I, I, I did one concert over there in Colombia, and re, right after that, the Holy Spirit just touched the people, and there were 16 healing miracles over there in Colombia, South America. People were healed from eye problems, stomach problems, heart conditions, uh, 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 Different different conditions, a back problem, and everybody came forward and gave the testimony that the Lord just healed them right there during the service, during the during the the, the messianic concert. We were singing the 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 psalms of, from the Bible during that concert, and so the people were just just being touched by the Holy Spirit. It was beautiful. Yes. So that was my and a lot of people received the Lord as well the, during the two weeks I was in Colombia, South America, preaching the message of salvation. Then my next trip was to. Um, Turkey, the country of Turkey, which is a Muslim country, 100% Muslim. Oh, yes, it is. There no was question. No, no, I didn't see no churches, no Bibles, no pastors, nothing, no Christianity whatsoever. You had so, to be kind of, you, and, this was as a direct, direct as happened? a direction from the Holy Spirit, yes. or else it would be hard yeah, to I get went anybody there. Because there. I wanted to go to the places where the Apostle Paul <laughs> preached, I like preached it. in, in yes. Turkey. And so I went there, and guess what? I felt the, pre, the, 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 the choking spirit of Islam choking me and I couldn't preach the gospel over there because My. the Islam was so strong. But what I did was I wrote the message of salvation in the language and I just gave it to people and uh, uh, because I couldn't speak the language but I just, I have it written down in, in tracks so I gave the tracks to the people and then the, the, the tour guide that I went with, he threatened me and he yelled at me and he said, hey Luz, you cannot be talking to people about Jesus Christ in this country because you're going to be uh, uh, arrested and I won't be able to help you. And so I had to go behind his back and give the tracks to the people <laughs> behind so he wouldn't see me preach, take, talking to people about the Lord. And then uh, so the, the seed was planted in Turkey. And then I went to uh, the country of um, Greece. Yes. And over there they have a religion called Greek Orthodox. Where the they Greek have a, Orthodox Church. Where they have a saint for each day of the year. And so they worship the saints. Every day they worship a different saint. So I told them, no, you cannot be worshiping saints. They cannot do anything for you. you ha-. So I told them the message of salvation. And again, I gave them the message of salvation in a little track. And a few people received salvation and eternal life in the country of, uh, of Greece. Uh, and then I went to Israel again, yes. and I I was uh, with more with more um, with the message of salvation in also in give it to give it to the Jewish people in in Hebrew, 
and they 52 Jewish people received I the like Messiah it. Yeshua into their hearts. It was beautiful. My last trip to it. Yes. So, so this is a good opportunity for us to segue into Hebrew roots. You, you know, uh, I'm a guy who just loves the Hebrew nation of Israel, and I love the people, and so I know you do too. And so, so you you've really built uh, a ministry around Hebrew roots. Talk about that. So what I do is I teach the Hebrew roots of Christianity, how to witness to the Jewish people, and the Holy Feast of Yahweh. Yahweh is the name of God in Hebrew. Yeshua is the name of Jesus in Hebrew, so I call him Yeshua. So basically what happened was 2,000 years ago, everything was Jewish. Jesus is Jewish. They went to the synagogue. They preached from the Torah. They didn't have New Testaments back then because the New Testament was written 300 years later, and they celebrated the Shabbat, the Sabbath. Everything was beautiful. Everything was Hebrew, Jewish. So what happened was in the year 325, the, the Roman Emperor Constantine, he he created something called replacement theology by the Council of Nicaea and then eliminated all the Jewish Hebrew foundation from the Christianity and eliminated everything Jewish and, and, and introduced a whole bunch of pagan holidays like yes. Christmas, Easter, mm-hmm. St. Valentine's Day, Christmas trees, Easter, Easter all of eggs, these, yeah. all Easter <clears throat> eggs, all of these are, I mean, these are pagan, pagan traditions. So what happened was he changed the, the Hebrew Jewish Christianity that Yeshua left into a Babylonian Christianity. Yes. And for two, for 1700 years, the church, the body of Christ have been following this, celebrating Easter and, and uh, Christmas and all of this instead of, instead of the Feast of Tabernacles, that should have been, instead of, instead of Christmas, it should have been the Feast of Tabernacles. That's when Yeshua was really born during the Feast of Tabernacles. Actually, September 29 is the, the actual birth of, of Yeshua. And, uh, and then, instead of uh, Easter, it should have been, it should have been um, the, the Feast of, the feast of, um, of the Passover. First Fruits yeah. and Passover. Yes. Because Yeshua is our Passover lamb. That's so good. And unfortunately, he changed the, the Shabbat, the Holy Shabbat. He changed it for Sunday because he was a song worshiper. Yes. And so that's why he changed it to, to Sunday because he was a song worshiper. So all of this created a terrible persecution among the Jewish people. Yes. And that's why the Holocaust happened and all the persecution and the killing of the Jewish people because of the replacement theology that introduced all of this paganism into the Christianity and removed all the Hebrew foundation of Christianity. That's, that's right. what happened. It's and, a you know, terrible I, abomination. It is. It is. And what, what we see remnant of that, it's not more than a remnant. It's still rearing its head today. The anti-Semitism, you're seeing it in the government and seeing it all over the place. And so God is raising up people like you, Luz, to be able to communicate really the the truths that the Bible was founded on because they kind of got lost in during yes, the dark ages and so forth. And God has been restoring these back and he's building, we, raising up people like you to talk about the, the, the Hebrew truths that are embedded in scripture. Talk a little bit more about so that. We need, to, we need to return to our Hebrew roots and the church must repent, renounce the Council of Nicaea, renounce replacement theology, renounce Babylonian Christianity, the pagan feast, and restore the same Hebrew rules the original disciples had 2,000 years ago, prior to the, to the third century divorce, and to be grafted into the, into the olive, olive tree of Israel. Yes. Because the, the, the Gentiles need to be grafted into the olive tree, the natural olive tree of Israel, in order to have the same greatness that the disciple had Absolutely. 2,000 years ago. Remember, they were walking in power. They were walking in power, uh, operating in miracles and the power and the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So we need to do the same thing. We need to go back to our Hebrew roots 
and renounce to all of these pagan holidays and, and, and celebrate Passover, celebrate Passover, celebrate the, the Feast of Tabernacles yeah. and the seven Holy Feasts of the Lord. Yes. In order to have the glory, the power, and the, and the and, and in order to have a revival, actually. And, yes. and because the Jewish people will never accept a Christian Messiah. They that's will right. only accept a Jewish Messiah. Yeah. And that's the reason why they don't believe that Yeshua is our Messiah. Because they ha- he hasn't been properly introduced that to the you, Jewish you people. Are, I, I love it. You are ex- he exactly right. He hasn't been right. introduced properly to the Jewish people. That's why he's been introduced as a Christian as a Christian idol, and that's why the Jewish people cannot believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. And understandably so. I mean, the, the Jewish people have been steeped since the, the beginning, you know, Moses' days in the feasts and festivals and talking about the Hebrew truths about the coming Messiah, and all of a sudden we Christians think we know better, so we identify with Jesus as being, you know, tied to, to Christmas, Christmas and the pagan celebrations of different holidays instead of who he really is, the Passover lamb, the resurrected life of Jesus, and it's coming again of of, uh, Hebrew Messiah that we Gentiles get to play a role in as well. So we we have about a minute left in this segment. I want to spend a little bit of time with a piece of your music as well, but I want you to give, in about a minute, I want you to give an encouragement to our listeners, Luz uh, Goldhagen, about, about what they need to do to make this transition in their life, and then we... I'm sorry that what the end we of the need show. to do is renounce all of this paganism yes. and pagan holidays and and go back to our Hebrew roots and celebrate the holy feast of of the Lord, which are Passover, which are the feast of Tabernacles, which are the Sukkot, the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of Pentecost, the feast of first fruits, yes. because every single feast represents Yeshua. Yeshua exactly. is the representation of all the seven. Holy Feast of Seasons. I, I need to stop times. you here because I need you to yeah. tell us how people can get a hold of your book. Give us a website so people can the find website out. The website is looseworldevangelism.org. And it's loose, L-U-Z, L-U-Z worldevangelism.org. Worldevangelism.org. And then you can you can send me an email and I'll be glad to send you the books. The books are free. You don't have to pay anything. And I wrote it so people can learn about how to witness to the Jewish people and the Hebrew roots of Christianity. Yes. Luz okay. Goldhagen. Thank you. For, it's, it, the time goes quickly, doesn't it? And so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We're, we're running out of time, but I wanted to spend just a little bit of time so people can get a little nuance of one of the songs you have done in the past, Make a Joyful Noise. But listen, my friend, if you're expecting some regurgitated uh, uh, translation of things, you're going to hear pure scripture from this lady. That's how she he, she does worship things, pure scripture. She uses the Psalms and other things. So, uh, Luz, thank you for joining me on the show. You're, you're a remarkable, you're remarkable lady, and my heart cry is thank with you yours. Thank you for having me. My heart cry is, is like yours, that God, uh, we're, we're grafted in to the olive tree. We, we need to understand that and how God intends not only the, the Gentiles, but the Jews together uh, to become this one new man. Luz uh, Goldhagen, thank you very much for joining. And we're going to just end this program with uh, pieces of a song that you did, Luz, and uh, it's Make a Joyful Noise from Psalm 98. And my listening friend is... It's been a joy with Luz and all my other guests for this two-hour period of time because God is on the move in San Diego, and he's got different people planted in different areas, and Luz Goldhagen is one of those as well. My listening friend, uh, Luz, thanks for joining me, and we're going to play a little piece of this as we segue into the conclusion of this show. Luz, thank Thank you for joining me, and my listening friend, make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the 
make a loud noise and rejoice and sing in praise. Sing unto the Lord with the heart and the voice of the song with trumpets and sound of cornets before the Lord the King. Cantar alegres a Yahweh toda la tierra levantar la voz y aplaudir con trompetas y sonidos de bocina delante del rey Yahweh make a joyful noise unto the Lord oh holy air make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise sing unto the Lord with the harp Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.